and welcome back to this week's episode of Girls Are Players 2. I'm Brooklyn. And I'm Heather. So, Mom, what do we have going on for today's episode? So, today we have a guest, Rico Clark. Welcome, Rico. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, we know Rico because he's married to Sam. Which we had on the show a few weeks ago. How long have y'all been married? Wait, wait. Let me guess. I think she told me. Okay. Over 19 years. So, yeah. Is that a correct? This year will be 19 years. <gasps> August 28th. Of I remembered. I remembered. Yes, That's a is. long time. Yes. 20 years of your life is a long time. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. So you're married to Sam. In addition to your real life job, you do real estate. You actually sold us our house. You worked with us on that. Um, You are um, in the student ministry at church, Mm -hmm. and you also do character coaching for football players. What does that mean? So it's kind of part of my role at the church and kind of what I do with them. I work with one of the local high schools as um, kind of like their chaplain, right? Just the kind of chaplain and uh, really working with the young guys, working with the, the team. Um, on their character, like, you know, talking to them, uh, the coaches handle the on the field stuff they handle, you know, and again, they're in their lives as well, but just sometimes it's having another person outside who's not that coach that they can come to and, and talk to, right. Some of the things that they're dealing with, because, you know, our young people these days dealing with so much with social media, just, and life is different. So just kind of having someone else to talk to, talk them through those things is, and that's kind of what my role is in. Uh, it's also through FCA for Fellowship of Christian okay. Athletes. So, um, and, and helping them, you know, with their walk, you know, bringing them to Christ. So, I would think that that is a good role model to have because even like with a coach, mm-hmm. it's still like an authority figure. Sure. And, you know, some kids are like, they're still my coach, they're still my teacher. I don't really want to share some stuff with them. And then with you having the history of playing football and stuff, I can imagine you you can be a role model to those kids. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's the plan. That's what we really want to happen because. You know, I'm a firm believer in like it takes a community, right? And I never want to step on a parent's toes. That's in our in our community, in the in <laughs> within the student ministry at church, but also especially within that is like they have parents at home, and you know sometimes you don't know what those what that home life looks like. It can be good, and sometimes it yep. can't. Yep. So um, having someone else outside of a parent or a coach or someone else that they can relate to, talk to, be there to support them, and you know just. Be an extra person is is huge. That's one thing I've learned, like with Brooklyn, um, and of course what we are we. Well, I'm getting there, honey. But like even like with your daughter, mm-hmm. just being a parent, an additional parent to speak back into her. What sometimes y'all are telling her, but then when <laughs> she hears it from yeah. me, mm-hmm. they they listen sometimes a little bit more. So I think it's important to have those people, regardless of home life, just because when you have another adult that says hey blah 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 then yeah. oh you know. i definitely retain more information from because i know i was gonna say because i know you've called them and asked for advice yeah. it's those relationships so i can mm-hmm. imagine you being out there with them could be very critical to some of them yeah absolutely and you know the the parent is should be in you know we talk about this at church right the parent should be that main person um you know in their life and kind of who's steering that but but they don't someone, always have that. No, no, you don't. And it's hearing something from a parent sometimes can get be redundant to the, you know, to on the other side. We've all been. Well, there, who right? who really listened to everything that their parents said? Oh yeah, not yeah. me. I mean, right. I listened to some of it, but I not would say the majority. <laughs> I try my best. Well, to listen as you to get older, I think that changes. Yeah. But when you're younger, you don't listen to your parents. Well, what? Well, I mean, they I don't did. know anything. You're. We all have that. You know, mindset that I know better, right? Right? Or, yeah. You know, you're you're killing my vibe, right? Right. It's you know, so you're doing something. You're preventing me from doing what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of times that causes that friction between the parent and the child, right? Or and because it's like I want to do X, you're not allowing me to do X, or I think I know better. And it's not that you know the parent doesn't want to, but at the same time, like, yeah, you don't know everything, mm-hmm. right? You're still learning stuff and. And I think that it takes that growth to really start to understand that. So sometimes hearing it from somebody else, I think, really sets mm-hmm. in and says, okay, right, I'm hearing from someone else, so it must be true. And like, not that you doubt it, but they're re- kind of that reinforcement. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's right. a lot of times what that well, is. Well, and even like sometimes now, I mean, you think about single parent homes where there's one person at home, they might have to work at night. So when they go home and they need that guidance, it may be an aunt, a grandmother. They may not know what guidance to give kids now that are involved in social media. I mean, like I know my dad, he would have no idea 
enough about social media right. to give Brooklyn any guidance if you know, she was at his house while I was at work. Oh yeah. So when they don't have anybody, they need adults. Yeah, absolutely. For guidance. Absolutely. You know. Yes. Um, our girls dance together. Um, then we found out we went to church together. Yes. And that's I guess where our friendships really sparked mm-hmm. because we realized then, um, and of course in the podcast with Sam, we went into our light debacle and how her <laughs> and I crashed the lights at church right. a couple times. Yes, I, um I and then recall. they still let you go back. They still let me go back. Hey, right. This that's it's grace. <laughs> Grace. I call it desperation for production team members. <laughs> it's grace, you know. We, it's uh, we all have that, right? It's a, it's learning. That's what it's for. It was forgiveness. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> that was really fun. So, so embarrassing. I don't know how you ever went back. <laughs> it's not the worst I've done. <laughs> I, I'm so, everybody at some point in in, in that ministry, in the church at somewhere has messed up. Oh yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, but you're originally from around here. You're originally from Smyrna. Yes. You went to Smyrna High School. Mm, How did you meet Samantha? So I met Samantha through my cousin. Okay. I didn't know it was supposed to rain today. You met Sam. Random. Sorry. I mean, I'm staring right at so the window. You met Sam through your cousin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that the end of the story? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to go into the other stuff. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so, so you we, met her through your cousin. I met her through my cousin. Uh, we dated for we dated for five years before we got married. Okay. Yeah. So we've been married nineteen, but yeah. So twenty four years altogether. Twenty four years. That's altogether. impressive. Yeah. Brooklyn and I can't keep anybody around for two weeks. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so Smyrna was not the only place that le- <laughs> Smyrna. <laughs> Come on, Rico. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I can give you an effect. (laughs) A couple. Smyrna was not the only place that you lived. Where else did you live before here? Or did you grow up in Smyrna? Like, are you born and raised here? You grew up in Smyrna. Yes. Okay. Then you moved away. Okay. So you grew up in Smyrna, but then you moved away. So Mm -hmm. clearly that was not the only place that you lived. Where else did you live? Uh, so Samantha and I also lived in uh, kind of the Atlanta area. So just kind of multiple places around Atlanta. Uh, and then, so we spent four years there and three years in Philadelphia, hmm. outside of Philadelphia. Both kind of suburbs, but those are the major cities. How was that? Which one? Both. I mean, I could probably guess Atlanta because it's very similar to Nashville. Yeah. But how was Philadelphia? I love Philly. Do you? Yeah, Philly was awesome. I've never been there. It was cool. I mean, it's just, it's like a lot of culture. Right, it's because I mean, it's one of the first, you know, cities like going back to the early 1700s, right? So when you know we became America, so just the the culture, very diverse, the food. So it's a really cool city. It's probably a lot like, like Boston. Boston. Which we had never, you know, you always go on like vacation to like Florida. And so you're used to like the Florida landscape. Mm -hmm. And when we went to Boston, like the house is just, it was like colonial. You know what I mean? Like the pictures that you see from like George Washington, it just Mm -hmm. looked like it It was out of a really history book. Yeah. It like history, like pictures and like old photographs from like a long time ago, kind of like came to life. And it was so cool. And the food was so good in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Clam chowder. Yeah. What I found, especially with Philly, is like they don't tear stuff down. So like here, if it's a building that gets old, you know, sometimes they'll repurpose mm-hmm. it, right? And just build, you know, but more most in most occasions we'll tear it down, build something new. In Philly, like they keep it. It's like, you know, because it's such a historical value there. Like right? so that's so I can see the similarities between Philly and Boston. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Kinda wanna go to Philly now. It's a very cool city. It really is. We need to put that on our to-do list. So how did you end up in Philadelphia? Yeah. So we worked for Sonic. Okay. Um, so Samantha actually started at Sonic before I did. So she started Sonic. I kind of came in. Uh, we both ended up managing Sonics. Um, so one of the things that and we're with a franchise group. So the way that it worked is if you produce someone or you produce like a leader or someone else to go into a store, there's an incentive for that current owner operator because now they get a portion of that other store. So the group that we were with, the group that we were with. Um, it's not as easy as it looks, is it? <laughs> no, no. You want to take a sip of your water? Yes, that would be great. <laughs> water break. So there is an incentive 
for the, you know, for the only operator to basically produce more people. So we got an opportunity to go to Atlanta to open up a store in Atlanta with that franchise group. So we went down, uh, we opened up uh, a store. It's like, I think it was September 1st, 2005. I think it was like September 1st, 2005, because we got married in 04. It's about a year later. Uh, we kept that store, sold it. The franchise group, the partners that we had, sold it back to Sonic. Um, one of the partners I had actually had become friends with another franchisee in um, Philly, outside kind of. So he was building. It was new to the area. That's like there was no Sonics up there. And they were like needed some, you know, just kind of some people who were um, structured, kind of knew what we did. And so we went up there and opened up. We opened two stores up there. Oh, wow. stores from, yeah, start to finish. What does it take to run a Sonic? Uh, a set of keys and a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> and sweet tea. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the joke, right? So if you get a store, like they give you a set of keys and a pack of cigarettes because that's what you're going to need. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. But, you know, just, I mean, um, man, it's, it's, it's tough work. I mean, I, I think. I can imagine that yeah. it's. It's not just I'm a manager, like a normal manager, like in a corporate world. I could imagine it's you actually have to, to you know, put on your gloves and get back there and cook. People don't show up. You're running food. Like, I would imagine you have to do everything oh, when yes, you manage very those. Yeah, yeah, very hands-on. I mean, just, you know, initially we would, you know, go in probably about, you know, most situations we're about six to eight weeks out, right, um, from the construction or the completion of the store. So you're talking about you know, hiring your management team, um, hiring your staff. So if you're doing a new store open, you're looking at 100-plus people. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, you know, on the average, that was kind of like our target number, you know, to hire 100 people. So you have to facilitate in those first couple of weeks, how do we get all those people trained, the training team. Then once you get, you know, the store up and running, and even, you know, again, because you're paying those trainers. So maybe two, three weeks in, they're leaving. So you have to be able to stand on your own two feet with your people who, been doing this for three weeks. Right. And and I know with the volume that we were seeing, especially up there, it was insane. So it's, it's a, but it, I mean, it was, it's fun. It was fun. Uh, very tiring. She's talking, you know, 12, 13 hour days. Easy. Every day. Every day. Open to close. Yeah. You know, there's I mean, not a day off. No days off. You know, they'll, and you'll, you'll kind of work a couple in there. It's like, you know, you get to day eight or nine. It's like, you have to say, Hey, you know, you take the day off. We get on cover the store. You need a, you need that break because if not you it, you'll get worn out really quickly. Yeah, did you roller skate? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Dang I it! Can, I wanted you to say yes. Here's, here's the thing: I can skate, but I didn't skate at Sonic. I could see you like trucking through there. <laughs> oh yeah, we go. I mean, we I go got to your the, griller and your corn dog. <laughs> no, <laughs> and your spin around black. real no. fast. Yeah. No, I, I did not skate. You uh, could have probably made some good tips though doing that, Rico. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I made good tips without skates. Like there were some mornings when <laughs> he's like, I didn't need roller yeah, skates. I didn't need roller skates. Just provide good service. Yeah. But you know, there's there's those moments where, like you said, you have to do everything. So there's mornings somebody don't show up, somebody calls out. It's like, hey, okay, I gotta cook, car hop, and run the register until somebody gets <laughs> I'm here. I'm taking your order. I'll be there in a minute. I gotta go cook it and then yeah, I'll bring it out. I'll bring to it right you. out to right. you. Yeah, exactly. So, but yes, I can skate. Awesome. <laughs> So you moved to Atlanta and Philadelphia f to run these Sonics. Mm -hmm. um, did you ever get homesick? And like, how did you handle like being away from like your family? Homesick? Not necessarily. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you can say, you know, you, I mean, I grew, I'm born and raised here, right? I'm 100% middle Tennessee. So, um, you know, just, yeah, missing my mom, you know, just because I was really close to, to all of my family. So, and, you know, and Sam at the time when we first moved, like her dad was still here and, and all her family. So, so it was really just the two of y'all that was, had moved away. Oh yeah. Y'all didn't really have family wherever no. you went. Yeah. I mean, in Atlanta, I had an uncle, who, he lived in, he was in Douglasville. So I have one uncle who lives in Douglasville, but I mean, essentially like, yeah, it was just, it was me and her, you know, I think as we, we look back and we always talk about like, that was a huge part for us in our marriage because, you know, when we got married, September, like I said, uh, September 28th of 2004, we were married. I think October, we were gone. So, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, at the end of October. We, it was like a couple of weeks after we got married, we were in Atlanta. Y'all going to figure it out whether or not you wanted to at that moment. 
exactly. We're stuck. We have nobody yeah. to talk to. Yeah, it was just us. And I mean, I think it was good too because we said, I mean, not that we we fall all the time, but when you do have those issues, like, you know, sometimes I think it's very easy for someone to go back and go to a, a family member or relative's house or leave. And and here's the thing, when you're married, and especially now and something as we talk about, you know, from a biblical standpoint, when you talk to people, you want to make sure someone's giving you biblical mm-hmm. advice, right? And I think that's one of the things that, as we were talking about, you know, being there and supporting other kids, you know, it, there's, and I think they go hand in hand. You want to make sure that if someone else is pouring into you, pouring into your marriage, pouring into your kids, that they're giving good sound advice mm-hmm. because someone can give you bad advice. Mm-hmm. So if they're coming over and saying, you know, girl, you should leave him or, you know, man, you should leave. We, let's go do this. Like that's not right. That's not good advice. Right. right? So you want to make sure you surround yourself. And, you know, with that, it was just me and her. So when we had those moments, like we had to talk through them. And I think it truly like strengthened our marriage, especially early on in it, because like we were there and it was just us. Mm-hmm. So it can be both good and bad. Good yeah, it that can. it forces you to do it, mm-hmm. but then bad sometimes when you do need that extra support, you know, yeah. sometimes, sometimes depending on things that happen, you do need your family around this you, is but true. different stresses, different situations. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, so I've heard through a little bird that recently you've become very interested in like your family. <laughs> Your family ancestry. <laughs> Tell me about that. Um, so I've always been, you know, just interested in in like my family and knowing who I am. I'm, you know, I'm I'm a community kid. I think like you know my mom raised me, uh, but at the same time, like I grew up in Smyrna, and I grew up in Smyrna at the time when like it was it's not what it is now, right? So you know, and she let me be a boy. You know, she kind of like gave me that room to kind of get out and get out in the community. So um, I knew a lot of people, but, you know, at the same time, like that sense of community is important to me. So community, people, people you love, your family, I think that's very important to know who you are. And really it's a part of who you become, like, you know, because all these people pour into you. So just wanting to know who my family is and not that I didn't, but going back further. Oh yeah. I love history too. Right. So I just want to know like, okay, like, it's cool, like who my great 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 grandfather. Have you started do? doing it like through ancestry and stuff? Yes. Mm-hmm. So a couple of years ago, I started doing that. Um, it's it, it's almost addicting. Like you once you start, you can't stop. <laughs> it very much so. And I didn't anticipate that. Yeah. And so I did it for a little while, and then finally, like she would be at dance, and I literally would be in my car waiting on her, plugged into like a Wi-Fi <laughs> from like Planet Fitness. <laughs> Adding people from like census, and I was like, "This is this is not healthy, Heather. Like, step away from the ancestry." But now I kind of got my dad into it, like once because it's it is interesting to mm-hmm. learn um, different stories. Like, for example, one of the things that like as I was looking at the family tree of mine, I kept getting hung up on like when I got to like my great grandmother, mm-hmm. and it was like her husband, which would have been my grandmother's dad. So I didn't confuse myself. It was my great grand. What? Let me start over. So it would have been my granny Max mom and dad. Okay. But then when I went to the, her dad's side, it was like the tree was all jacked up. Okay. And so I kept telling dad, there's like a guy named Jack Elliott. And then there was another guy. I can't even remember now what his name was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to dad and I was like, I'm stumped. Like, yeah. I'm I'm literally stumped. I don't know what's happened over here. And he was like, well, granny's dad passed away when she was a baby. He was killed on like a railroad accident. Okay. And well, didn't he like get like impaled and like he was he like died impaled from, and he, he died from gangrene gangrene. Yeah. And like hit like hearing his like the story, like obviously it was a very it was a cru- like a what's the word I'm looking for? A. a a very sad death, like like excruciating, excruciating. yet yeah. like screaming, like just miserable. You know, you have oh, gangrene wow. back then is, you know. But I guess she was such close with his family that eventually his brother stepped in because my grandmother literally was a baby mm. and stepped in to kind of help her. Okay. And then eventually they got married. And like that, I only knew him. We called him Daddy Jack. Yeah. So I only knew of him. So okay. when I was like Jack and then this other guy, but like. 
the tree looks funny. Like I was like, what in the world has happened? At you know, at some point I took like a whole bunch of like poster board paper and I was like placing like little, not pictures, but like little like marks and like writing everyone's name. Yeah. And I had it like grown out for yeah. a long time. It but was huge. I would have never known that had I not started down that path. But of course, you know, I'm thinking kind of a days of our lives do we have going on you know back in the day well that was not it whatsoever like that is to me that was very noble of him to step in you know um but those sorts of things i think are really interesting to find out is you're you know you don't know like i didn't know um her granny mac was a nurse but i think somewhere like along like those lines, like there was all these doctors that were in our family, which must be why I'm so smart. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. I must have got that from the bloodline. Yes. And yeah, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> that came from the other side of the tree. <laughs> we won't go there. I'm just kidding. I love you. Gee, thanks, Mom. <laughs> but anyway, have you found anything cool or interesting in your family research so far? So, Yes. Yes, it's um, so. <clears throat> it doesn't been, have to be a soap opera story like I shared. <laughs> you know, there. that's and it's, <laughs> Samantha and I talk about this, and it's funny because, you know, as you start to to research things, right? There's it's a it's a great thing, but you're going to come across some of those things. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> right? It's a little bit scary right. or weird. Right. Or it's like, oh, 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 yeah, you know. So, but for me, it's it's really fun. Like I've always again, been interested in my history and my family and, you know, where I've come from. And I've got, I think, I feel like I'm like kind of an old soul, right? Because I, I grew up like my mom, my grandmothers, you know, they, I spent a lot of time with them. So um, just kind of having that. And like, I'm kind of the one who I spent a lot of time, especially on my mom's mom. Like I'm, I was the one grandchild that stayed, spent a lot of time with her. So I knew the stories and kind of like knew who people were and kind of like who this uncle was and who that uncle was. So I started, you know, doing it in probably it was several years ago when I first initially started. And I, I kind of started on my mom's side, just going back and looking. And um, my uncle, he's got like on my dad's side, he's got some stuff from the tree. So I've kind of really been, you know, plugging different stuff from the tree. But I took so I guess it was about a month ago, I actually took the DNA test. Oh, wow. So did, yeah. So we did. So actually, I want to do that. You know, yeah. So Sam did hers like back in like 2015. Yeah. So like, so she got me and my mom one for Christmas and then we got Kat one for her birthday. So we all three did it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's kind of, so we've all done it. And now like all our DNA is is in there and like, you get to see like how many people that have taken the test, like share DNA with you. And it's, it's crazy. Just you're not, you're not related to the, the doctor. Have you seen that on Netflix (laughs) where he's like, Fathered over like a hundred kids. Have you no, seen this? No, I have not seen. So that. this girl, well, you're going off track. No, this is <laughs> He's very trying to tell his story. But this is pertinent. What? Yes. Have you seen it? <laughs> yes, but what is pertinent? <laughs> <laughs> Let him tell his story. Okay, go ahead, Rico. Okay, so I'll, so the the funny thing, and we'll come back to it, but because so, you asked me about a doctor, so. Real quick story. So my mom's side, like her father, he his last name is Gooch. Okay. So <laughs> yes. Here's here's kind of the story. This is what I found out, Gooch. right? Yeah. So Gucci Gucci Goo. It's sorry. So that, <laughs> <laughs> that's my name. No, I had to. I had to. I've never heard that word it's, before. It's okay. Gooch. Gooch. I've heard Gucci Gucci Goo, but not Gooch. Uh, so my grandfather's name is uh, is Gooch, right? So you start going back. I'm kind of tracing back through. On your mom's side. On my mom's okay. side. Yes, my mom's dad. Um, <clears throat> so you start going back through the the Gooch family, right? So I'm kind of looking at that. Well, it's probably two years ago. I was kind of, and, and asked me how I got it. But, you know, Mill Tennessee Electric, they kind of put the little magazines out. And I'm going through. Yeah. And there was talking about cemeteries in um, in the magazine. So they start talking about, again, hit me being a history guy. There, it starts talking about like different slave cemeteries, kind of within Rutherford County and where they are. What is the name that's over here? I think that's King. Isn't that King? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's King. I, for I, a second, I, I thought that. about it. Might have been Gooch for some reason. Sorry, it's not Gooch. No, it's not Gooch. I think it's King. okay. It's yeah. like King something. It's, it's close. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. 
So cemeteries. So, so cemeteries. Okay. So the the there's the cemetery that it talked about and when I read it, the cemetery was like the Goochland Plantation. It said this cemetery used to be on the Goochland Plantation. So it just kind of started my wheels to turn, and I'm thinking like, okay, my family name is, you know, Scooch. Like maybe there's a connection. Like So I really didn't think much about it. So then we st- I started kind of just, you know, doing the research through Ancestry. And so what happened, so Goochland, so where the military base is, it used to be Seward Air Force Base. Air Force in base, Smyrna. In Smyrna. Okay. Where it's weary housing now. Okay. Right? It used to be the, the base. So where the airport is, the housing, all that. So from 1842 to 1942, that was called Goochland Plantation. And it was ran, it was like 2,500 acres owned by a doctor, Dr. Gooch was his name. So his father had come from and purchased in early, the early, I think it was maybe like at 1825, it was early 1800s. He purchased like 825. So he had two sons um, and one of them was the doctor. uh, So he expanded the property. So in 1942 is when the government got that land from them uh, basically to build that Air Force base because of World War One. But from 1842 to 1942 is them. Now, that Gooch family uh, came, came was an extension from a family also in Kentucky. So if you look in Kentucky, it's uh, a Goochland County in Kentucky. Now, my family grew up, my, my grandfather's side, off of Jefferson Pike, which is basically a little mm-hmm. community called Hickory Grove. Okay. So if you're going out where, where Smyrna Ready Mix is right yep. now, and I hope I'm saying all these names, but that's kind of where that area is, and it's really not far. So I'm pretty, I'm 99% certain that my family were slaves on that plantation. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, they were, fam- they were See? slaves on that plantation. And that's crazy to think that was <clears throat> 1842 to 1942. Yeah. I mean, that's not even 100 years ago. No. Yeah. So night well. So where is the cemetery, though? So it is um, right on, kind of on the outskirts. I think that's, I think it's called like G Street. So if you're coming down where the rec, like where the park is. Yeah. There's like a, um, a little street that you turn right next to the golf course. It's kind of okay. right off to the side. Okay. Yeah, it's right. It's kind of, I think that's probably like the edge of the property because again, probably if it was a slave cemetery, it was kind of probably put on the edge of the property kind of, you know, out there. And there's some research that I'm doing, you know, just different stuff. So that Gooch, the Goochland, so Goochland um, was the name of that plantation. It's a Goochland County in Virginia, in Kentucky. There's also a Goochland County in Virginia. Right. So if you look at my and on my DNA search, it says like it goes back to like my DNA goes back to Virginia to the early 1700s. So that family, that Gooch family, and I don't I'm still trying to figure out because it's my great, great, great grandfather. He he's I'm trying to figure out if his. um, His father was like one of the the Gooch members who he was white. So I, I'm trying to figure that out. Now, that Gooch family, they go all the way back to the first Gooch that was in Virginia was his name was, um, I, I just know, it's, uh, Sir Edward Gooch. Oh, I think it's that's his fancy. Name. Are you royalty? <clears throat> Sir. Sir Rico. So, yes. Yeah, so Sir I'm not saying that I am. Edward Gooch. I think it's, I can't remember what it's like. It's, it's Sir, he was a Sir something Gooch. I have to look it up. Was but he from England? He, was. he had to be from yes, England with that kind of name. Yes. So he was the like a lieutenant governor of Virginia, and I think one of the first governors of U- of Virginia. And he was appointed by uh, I think like King George the First. So if you go That's back so and you cool. look it up, and yeah. how was he related? So I don't know if it's by blood. I, I'm I'm still trying to figure out like how it all fits. How in it the, all fits. Yeah. There's one relative, and I'm still trying to figure it out. Either there's always that one person in the family that right. messes everything up, right? <laughs> <laughs> Regardless. So, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out. It's like okay, is it actually by blood, or is it? I'm pretty. I know for sure that my family like worked their plantations. Yeah. Right? And I'm thinking because again, as as slaves, we got a, our last name from the plantations and the slave owners. That had families who were enslaved, their last name came from their slave owners because a lot of times they didn't have a last name. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's. Yeah, I mean, just kind of you know talking about it and going through. And that's the the conversation you know when I was talking to you know Samantha and I had it was like when you open up that 
that window, right? You can't close it back. Yeah, it's so much like it's so much good and you get to, you know, because I know for me, one of the things that I do is like I like it, but I also want to be able to pass it down to like to Catherine, to my nieces and Uh nephews and I want them. So I'm putting this information together for them so they can, you know, be able to say, okay, they can go back several, you know, different generations to be able to know who their people are. But again, as you do that, you start, you do unlock certain Uh things and, um, and I'm not going to say that is there's things that don't happen now, but again, because it's so much technology and it's very easy and we're very easily traced, but it was, then you had those things where, and, and I'll say this, but like, you know, somebody might have had a family on the other, other side of the town. Right, right. right. <laughs> you know, so you, you come into right. those situations where it's like, hey, I got this What's family over joke? here, but on it's the other like, side of the um, tracks, I got somebody else. The joke's right? like, if your daddy ever had these shoes, he had another family had another, somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> you ever seen that? Mean, that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if he had those shoes and drove this car, right. he had another family on the other side of town. You know, and, and so it, it was common. You know, and, uh, you know, even from a standpoint of adoption, you know, and I know, I know situations where that's happened and people have been on there and they've reached out to them or they found out like, hey, someone who they thought was their dad was not their Uh dad. So, and I think for each person that does it, you know, that path for them is something that they go into and, you know, it, it can be hurtful it can be troubling but I think also it does give you you know a, a sense of knowing a sense and of I know, peace right yeah. and I because I know I'm the type like I would want to know you know what I mean I I, I that's just me and kind of how I'm built some I'm people, too nosy like, I've got to I guess know. that's me too right mm-hmm. I, I'm a little like I, I'm intrigued like I, I want to know but I think there are some people who don't but yeah I, I think with that and a lot of people who were adopted that's the avenue that they're going now because it's so many people on there, like even just me. So it, it tells you like how many people on there that you're connected with, like that share the same DNA with you. Mm-hmm. So on one side of my family, I think my dad's side, it's like 9,000 people that have taken the test that I share DNA with. And on my mom's side, it's like 7,000. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Right. So, and it, it shows you like a list it's if they're the in there. But so now, I, now I'm going to talk about the doctor. What is, what is the thing where it's like yes. we're all connected? I don't think that's a song. I think you made that up. I think I did too. So there's a Netflix. I wish that I could. The Rainbow <laughs> Connection. The something. The lovers. That's, that's and a Muppet me. song. That's a Muppet song. Why well, no? Kermit sings it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, there's a thing on Netflix, and a girl did a DNA test. Okay. And when she did a DNA test, she figured out that she had, like, all these siblings. Mm-hmm. And so when she started investigating it and she went into it, she went and, like, talked to her mom. And her mom was like, you don't have any siblings. And come to find out, they all had the same DNA daddy. Mm-hmm. DNA daddy. And it was a doctor, a fertility doctor, that when they were going to get pregnant, Instead of using other people's families, mm-hmm. he was using himself. Oh, wow. So he had fathered over like a hundred and something kids. That's and so like crazy. when they came to him, they were like, well, first of all, these women feel violated that mm-hmm. you did this to them because yeah. you've switched this stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. And he was like, well, I just figured because I had been successful, I wanted them to be even more successful and maybe their families wouldn't be successful. So I just was helping them out. But you're not helping them out because like these men and like when the thing aired, she had over like a hundred plus siblings. That's crazy. And so can you imagine there's a hundred something families who their whole lives these men have thought they were the father of these kids and come to find out it was the doctor. It's, and that was just like, but it started by that ancestor DNA test that yeah. a girl did, but she said every time she would have a hit, mm-hmm. she would reach out to them and be like, Hey, I don't know. But I guess there's like um major lawsuits against this doctor now i, I wish imagine. i mean like <laughs> major I'm, I'm pretty lawsuits. sure that's a Isn't huge that, ethical uh, oh yeah. yeah yeah but yeah. i mean like it's like when they I went mean, to imagine talk to having him. like 700 children around the world be like oh who's your daddy like this doctor well who's who's your daddy it's well, just this doctor it's just i can't even fathom doing that to someone but like we all got the same daddy like that's crazy and there's like a hundred of them Right. Over like, 100. I think it was like 130. And like I've even seen. How do you even. How do you do that? I don't like, know what I watched the other day. But children. And I, it could have been fake. You know, I love these stupid, you know, like 911 Lone Star shows. It could have been something like that. I was watching it. It could have been a Lifetime movie. I don't know. But 
the they were about to get married and the people did a DNA test and come to find out they were related. And then they were like, I can't marry you because you're like a distant cousin. Yeah. So like, can you imagine how like devastating that would be? Be like, I didn't, I fell in love with you and I didn't even know. Like, you know, so then what I, do you do? I don't know if it's, if it's actually real or uh, if it's fake, but I think I saw something like that where there was a couple they had met and they were, and I think they ended up being like very Close. I don't. Want, I don't want to say that they were siblings, but I think. I, I think that happened. Yeah. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. I was watching something, <laughs> yeah, and they were like at happened. a dinner when they found out, and then yeah. like their so, wedding was literally like weeks away. And yeah. she was like, "I can't marry you because this is weird." Like, Imagine I can't. telling people the reasoning as to why you had to cut off the wedding. But I mean, it's not their fault. They didn't know. I mean, it's not like they met at a family reunion. Yeah. I mean, I can see like how that's like easily mistaken i mean especially i mean we have a lot of our family that doesn't ever come to family get-togethers i have no idea about you know yeah so i mean, I mean like if like someone's not to, like, involved to in the that family connection, yeah right? so if you haven't been around somebody or you know you guys don't don't ever don't, don't know talk. them yeah because yeah. families you know have issues right yeah so families go their own way and, most of the time yeah it happens so i mean that can be easily mistaken but not, maybe not, not that easy so <laughs> we act like it to, happens all the time. <laughs> I need you to do a DNA test before we get married. Right. <laughs> like, it makes well, me that's now. That's the prerequisite, right, right to, to get married is like you know, actually really do it about, you know, when you start to really get serious in dating, like have you done a DNA test? Yeah, I need to make sure you're not my cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, depending on like I know <clears throat> on ancestry, it tells you the you know, it links you to people and tells you like how close they are. Like I can see like my closest ones like are Catherine and my mom. Then, you know, I've got some cousins who, you know, who are close on there. So it kind of goes in order, like how how much DNA you actually share with somebody. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a trip. What would you do if your DNA came back and you weren't my kid? I don't think that's that's <laughs> impossible. <laughs> Like, that's, like, impossible. We're the same person. Uh, yeah, you're right. I have a picture from New Orleans, and I literally look just like mom. It's, like, really scary. It yeah. makes me, though, wish, like, you know how you're... I want to take a DNA test. I want to see where I'm from. I want to see, like... a DNA okay, test. Okay, I want to see... Okay. I'm 100%. I want to take a DNA <laughs> test. It's like the see. part where she stopped. <laughs> I couldn't remember the next words, and then I thought, I don't think I wanted to say, yeah. 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 I want to take a DNA test. I want to take a DNA test and, like, find out, like, where I'm from. Now, I know, like, I'm from here, but, like, where, like, my, like, roots take me. So, it's funny you say that because, like, it gives you a total breakdown of, like, everything. Of, like, even, like, the areas and, like, different regions that you're from. Mm -hmm. But does it also tell you, like... Because when Mimi and Pop-Pop did a DNA test, my grandparents... Uh, my grandmother took it and it was like two percent Asian, yeah. like yeah. uh like thirty-two percent like Latin and like yeah. Yeah, I think that's so cool. Like I wanna know that aspect of like my DNA. Like I wanna know like what I mi- like yeah. mixed Ooh, with whales. Yes. So yeah. That's where the that's where Sir Edward Gooch Right comes from. Yes. So I'm, I'm assuming, I don't know, but like, yeah. That's there's some, pretty cool. Right. So I mean, you know, of course, like, okay, you know, you assume. Rico, like you're royalty. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to go that far. But Yeah, but like, to have a sir, sir somebody in there. Yeah. I mean, that's somebody. And you said he was like a governor. Yeah, he was like appointed by, if you go back, I have to pull it up. He was appointed by, uh, by King George the First, I do believe. Um, let me see. Was it King George the Prince of Wales? What? Oh, so I'm sorry. It's not uh, Edward. It's William. I apologize. Oh, Sir I William. Make sure Gooch. I get it right. Why do I feel like I've heard that? Did y'all word see before? where um, Meghan and Harry were chased by paparazzi and they almost had a horrific car crash I the other day? I think I no. saw some. I did see that. They chased him for like two hours. Yeah. So this <gasps> Sir William Gooch. Yeah. I want to see a British Army officer. He may have even been over here, like with. The Revolutionary War. Oh, look at his hair. Oh, yeah. I said he... That's so he cool. Was, <laughs> look at his hair. Rico, your hair doesn't look like that. No. no. <laughs> not, if not you roll all. up into church with one of them wigs on one day, <laughs> I'm not sitting with y'all. <laughs> no. 
Don't, don't worry, it won't happen. <laughs> it will not happen. Yeah. But yeah, so like that's said, pretty interesting, though. Yeah, yeah it is. So, uh, you know, like I said, I don't know. I, I don't want to say it's like by birth, but I do think like there is extension of like somewhere in my family. Right. Some of my ancestors either it could possibly be by blood or either like, you know, worked um, or like were on their plantations. Like, for so their family. I wish now, like. Of course, in the, a lot of my family is gone, but it made me really wish I had listened more to the stories. You know, mm-hmm. you hear the stories and you hear about the different aunts and uncles that like raised your family or they yeah. were always there, you know, different things. And then as I was putting it together, I would those names would kind of click, mm-hmm. but I couldn't always remember all the stories. And it made me really wish that like sometimes I could have just sat my granddaddy down and just yeah. said, tell me everything, you know, yeah. but. When you're a kid, you don't, not only do you not think about it, but you really don't care. Yeah, I mean, like, I hate to say that, but the last thing I wanted to hear was, like, my grandparents tell, you know, these folk (laughs) stories, you know, about their childhood. But then when you start to wish that you had that context and could talk to them, Mm -hmm. um, I think that, and of course, like, now it's just kind of my dad. You know, he's the one that, especially, like, on on his side of the family, Mm -hmm. he's kind of the only one that, you know, there's, is to tell those stories and... Um, we got to talking the other day about a little lady named Verley that was, I don't even think. We've gone down a rabbit hole. We have gone down a rabbit hole. So Rico, if somebody wanted to start down like a rabbit hole, like obviously Mm -hmm. we have, you have, I have, (laughs) this whole conversation has. What like advice would you give them or what things would you do differently now that you are really knee deep in it? Yeah, I think. You know, just the as getting started, I think it was easy for me because I was that kid who listened, right? I mean, you know, I played and did other stuff, but again, like going growing up around my grandmother, like, you know, it's like, you know, grown folks talking, so sit there and be quiet. So you had no mm-hmm. choice but to right. listen, right? So, right. So you're sitting there listening like, oh, okay. And, and so all <laughs> these stories are like coming in and, and you get to know people. But I think, you know, as far as when you start doing the research and kind of going in is one always never just assume always cross check your information. I think that's one of the biggest things. Um, I know for me, it's, it's somewhat, sometimes it's a little bit of a challenge because as you start going back and look at like some of the sense and stuff from, from like the early like 1900s and things like that. Um, again, with black people, it was like, you know, sometimes, there might be an issue where they couldn't read or write or name was misspelled. Birthdays weren't 100% accurate. So it might say about, so sometimes it's like match making sure the records from the, the censuses are consistent, right? So if you do a, a census from 1920, are you seeing consistent information in 1930 or going back to 1910? Well, and sometimes so, I found even like on the census information, mm-hmm. it would be like people in different, household so i'm like is this an additional person or is this the same person and it could have even been just where they were the day that the yeah, people knocked on the door i was just staying with granny I'm, that right, day I'm yeah you know over here. Yeah. yeah absolutely so that to me even got a little confusing yeah it can most definitely be you know confusing so you know really do your research um you know cross-reference different you know different uh sources um and like i said you have the census reports a lot of time you can get like you know some of the military stuff like draft cards Oh, uh, I did see some of those. Some that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, you got uh, marriage certificates, death certificates. So a lot of times when you're looking at like death certificates, like see who signed off on it or they'll tell you who someone's mother or their father was. So using those things to really cross Is this morbid? I always wanted to see how they died. You know how it'll say like cause of death? Yeah, I, I do too. Because I mean, I think that's... Tells think that's the story. Fair, right. And, and also too, it's like, you want to know, like, what are certain things that are in your family history? Right? Right. If it's someone who's related to you, it's like, oh, like, okay, that makes sense. Or that's something that, you know, that my family has, you know, in our DNA. Right. right? So, no, I don't think it's morbid at all. I think it's all interesting to me. You know, I, I think that, again, for me, it helps, you know, I, I know who I am in Christ, but also, but at the same time, like, who are my people? Who, who, who am I in who, history? Right. Who am I? Who, yeah. Who, where do we come from? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like my my family, like who are these people? Like I don't, I, you know, I don't know them. I could never talk to them, but I can learn so much about them because I think there's so much that's 
passed down from us that we have no idea about. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, Samantha and I talk about talk about a lot. Like there's certain actions I think like with her brother, and I've seen it. My grandmother told me one time I was just sitting a certain way, you know, and I was sitting like this, and she told my dad, she was like, "Your dad used to sit that way," you know. So there's things that we do like that we don't we, even that realize. we don't even mm-hmm. know. Like it it could be something that you know one of our ancestors or somebody else that we related to. It was the same thing, and it's just it's the just, mannerisms it are there, yeah, it, absolutely, yeah. So it, that's all really cool. To me. I did think too, though. Um, it's kind of sad sometimes when you go through because so many people lost children at such early ages. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like babies or toddlers, and, and some th- people had children at early ages and got married oh, yeah. at, at such early ages. Yeah, there was someone. I mean, they like they're like fourteen. Like yeah, oh, yeah. And we were like. And, but that was, I mean, that's a difference of the times. I mean, oh, yeah. you know what that I mean? Was kind yeah. of normal. But it was, yeah, but it was very interesting and very sad even to just see like the loss mm-hmm. that they had. Like, it's not, you know, we don't realize how spoiled we are to have, mm-hmm. you know, running water and electricity. Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. you think about like, we laugh sometimes because we live right here practically on the battlefield. Like, what was it like when they came through? You mm-hmm. know, like they literally had to come through, carry all their tents, carry everything, and they then they just have to make do with what, what they are given. encountering. It, it is, you it know, is. yeah. And so, like, it, I, I think about that every time I drive through the battlefield section on Old Nashville Highway. And then we think our house is haunted because I mean, there's no way we're we not have on to the be on part of the battlefield. There's no there's way. There's literally a cemetery right beside us right. that goes into like which we've even thought maybe. That that's like a slave cemetery. Mm-hmm. That this might have been part of a plantation. True. Um, because there's still some people that come up and visit every now and then. Yeah, over I remember here. we were talking mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, when the guy when we first mm-hmm. bought the house. Yeah, mm-hmm. you bought the house. <laughs> well, it, it was a village event. <laughs> felt like. <laughs> yeah. Okay, awesome. so let's play. I have a game for us to play. Okay. And I named it Welcome to My World Trivia. That's right. really hokey, but Kinda I like it. sounds a little stupid. Thanks, Brooklyn. But hopefully it will be fun. Well, I know it's going to be fun, but Welcome to My World, you don't okay, revolve around football. Okay, we're just going to play trivia. How's that fun? Welcome to his world, football. Welcome to your world of dance. So it should be Welcome to Our World. Activity trivia. Not mine. We'll just call it trivia. Crap. <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to be I'm, fun and cute. I'm going to stay out this mother-daughter. Thing. That's probably for the best, Rico. That's what I do at home. <laughs> and um, obviously my pages has shut down. So hopefully. I love that I see Catherine. Like I see both you and Sam. Like it's like a good mix. Catherine's like a perfect like 50-50 mix. Like some like facial expressions you do. I see Catherine. And then like some facial expressions that Samantha does. I see Catherine. I'm like, this is just like a beautiful like mix of Rico and Sam. Just like. Yeah, because there are certain times where she's just like her mama and then certain expressions or like reactions. (laughs) It's just like you. So like I can even imagine sometimes like Samantha, the frustration. She's like, now I've got two of y'all. There's two of y'all and vice versa. Like. I'm the only guy, and I got two of y'all that are just alike. So, yeah, it's it is. This person, like, she's the perfect mix of of both of us, you know. And I think her personality is the same way, mm-hmm. you know, as far as like not just her physical features, but her personality too. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, and there's most definitely times when one <laughs> comes out more than the other. I'm just a miniature version of her. Well, there there's times I see mm-hmm. the other half. It's very, it's very few times, mainly when she makes me mad, you know, or she's saying she has a temper, a a hot temper, like the other half, not as bad, but I get fired up very, not as bad, but she, yeah, she's got that temper. You can see it. Oh yeah. And I'm like, oh, I know know what what that is. (laughs) I see the black beady eyes coming. Okay. I'm going to keep score. Y'all aren't going to win anything other than just pride. So, sorry. I'm cool with bragging rights. Okay. That's all that matters. Okay. Dance trivia. There's 10 questions. Okay. A point, a question. Okay. Okay. Rico. Are are these like dance trivia questions for like all of us? No. Or like. He gets a dance question. You get a football question. Oh. We go back and forth. You don't get to answer dance questions. Okay. If you don't know this, I should take points away. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Same for you. Oh, that, that would be fun. Okay, ask uh, him a question. If he gets if, it right, he gets the point. Ask me. If I get it right, I get a point. And then if not, then I, I lose a point. No, you get a guess. If you get it wrong, you lose a point. Oh, okay. Now it just got interesting. I know, right? So then yeah. if I... It just got interesting. So if I answer it correctly, I... You don't get a point. I'm just SOL. You're just you're just equal. But if you miss it, you lose a point. This I'm going to lose because Rico's not going to miss any of the football questions. Well, you're not well, going to miss shouldn't. any of the dance questions. I hope not. Right. I mean, I think it's... Let's just do... There. If he gets it right, he gets one. If you get it right, you get it one. Because then it, that's a lot. But that would be kind of fun just to see if I would know it. Okay. Well, after we figure this out, maybe we'll play. Okay. Aren't Rico, question play? number one. Okay. What style of dancing was popular popularized with popular? That's kind of hard to say. Popularized with rap music. Hip hop. Eh. Say it again. I knew that's what you would say. I knew that would be your answer. Say it again. What style of dancing was popularized with rap music? Rap music. It was. Oh. It's like this specific because it's like crump or like <laughs> underground. Contemporary. <laughs> underground. When I oh. say this, you're going to die. <laughs> what kind of dancing did they okay. used to lay out? Oh, cardboard? break dancing. Right. Oh, okay. That was a trick uh, question. I knew was. you would say hip hop. I mean, break dancing is considered a part of hip hop. Nah. Yes, it is. To me, breakdancing is. Hip-hop has break. a whole bunch of other little yeah, different I mean, things underneath. Yeah, I mean, like, you're talking about, like, popping and locking. Popping and spinning. Popping and locking and, like, crump and break and like breakdancing. Let all me just say, in all your hip-hop. hip-hop dances, I've never seen you breakdance. Because we don't. Nobody can do that. I can. Okay. I'll spin around right now and pose. <laughs> well, I can do that. And then y'all gonna have to help get me <laughs> out of the floor. <laughs> Okay. okay, next question. Okay, Brooklyn. Football. How mm. many players are on the field? Eight. <laughs> Rico. Eleven. Okay, see. Oh, is that one like team, yeah. each team? Yeah. yeah, each team has eleven. Eleven. Okay, so one, two. He is still not anywhere <laughs> close. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Where's the eleventh? <laughs> Is she play? What sport is she playing? Yeah. Well, this, no, well, one, two, okay. Quarterback, punter. Nope. Okay. <laughs> That's so wrong. You know, <laughs> don't, that might be a question that oh, she gets asked, so don't it give it could. away. Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay, we're going on. Ready? Oh, no. What? I, I'm going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> what is the ballet term for spinning on one foot? Pirouette. Oh. <gasps> Oh, look at there. Rico doesn't have two points. I know. I just realized that. <laughs> yeah. I got, uh-huh. the, I got it on the second. Okay, second Brooklyn. Row. What's the difference between offense and defense? Okay, so offense has the ball. Defense is trying to make the team not score. You think that's a good explanation? Yeah. I'll give it to so her. Like, yeah. Offense her. is like the team that's like playing, trying to score the point. Okay, good. Defense yeah. is the one Excellent. that's trying to okay. prevent them from scoring. Rico. Oh, do you got a point? Yeah, give me a point. I'm sorry. This is, I, see, I can't even <laughs> keep up tired. with the points normally. Okay. What style of dance is performed by dancers with metal plates on the bottom of their shoes? Tap. Yep. Brooklyn. Point. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> Brooklyn, how many yards do you have to get to get a first down? Ten. Ooh. Yeah, give me okay. that. Interesting. Rico, yes. how many basic ballet positions are there? Oh, no. Basic ballet. Uh, this is going to be just a guess. I'm going to say seven. <laughs> Six. <laughs> no, that is actually, <laughs> yes, mom, that's true. First, first, second, Third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Well, is parallel. Mm, that is true. It's fit. They said five on the internet. It's six. Six position is parallel. I knew it was. I you know I was over. There's but not I just know, five. I've never I heard swear. that. I knew it was something in there. Like you know, I mean, I'm. But anyways, 
is sixth. I'm gonna wait until you Google this. Watch her be wrong, Rika. Look at her face. See, no, I think I, she's wrong. I, no, I could. So, yeah, did you see? Did you see <laughs> no, the expression I didn't change? Know how to about spell sixth at first. It's sixth position of ballet. Uh, ballet P- position. Foot position. Position. No. Two additional positions known as the 6th and 7th positions were codified by Serge Lefier in the 1930s while serving as ballet master at the Paris something. So is, is there a 6th position? And a 7th. Hold on, is wait. This- ballet position's 101. Oh, she's going to get mad now because she's realized she's lost <laughs> Okay, no, there's, there's not. Uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> there's not. No, no, no. 1st position, 2nd position, 3rd position, 4th position, 5th position, 6th position. Both feet are together, touching at the heels and toes, so parallel. There's no 7th. Okay. Give me my... Yeah. Oh, no. You don't, don't get a him. point. Don't give him that point. Uh, it's still 2-2. Two to two. Okay. Okay. I was close. Brooklyn. <sighs> How many chances do you get to gain 10 yards before you have to turn the ball over to the other team? Four. Mm-hmm. How are you? Are you beating him? She is at this Rico. Point. Okay. Most ballet <laughs> terms are in what language? French. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Brooklyn, how many points are in a touchdown? Six. Oh, I thought I was going to get you with that one. I just knew you were going to say seven. Rico, I'm smart. Think about this one now. Okay. Okay. Miley Cyrus provoked controversy for performing what dance move at the 2013 VMAs? Was she twerking? Yes. (laughs) What about it? Look at Brooklyn. She's like, he's been studying. Okay. Brooklyn, I'm impressed. Which offensive line player snaps the ball? And you've got offensive line friends, so if you get this wrong, they're never going to let you live this down. Julius Pierce. Isn't that the dude that's on the ground that goes and throws it between his legs? Who is it? What position is he? Linebacker. No, 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 that's, that's on the sides. No, no, those are on the sides. Those are on the sides. It doesn't sound right. Uh, uh, fence, offensive, uh, offline, offensive, you're just making stuff up. Offensive line. Brooklyn, the question was, what offensive line player snaps the ball? You don't know. The snapper. name. A snapper. A snapper. I know it. A center. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> no, that's the answer. Yes, that's his name. Yeah, it's the center. Okay, Rico. If Julius right now is listening, I apologize. I promise. <laughs> I know. The grapevine, the weave, the scoot, and the do do are mm. all basic moves in what dance style? The do do That's a Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. I'm saying I could like... I want a box of those. <laughs> I love dosey dos. <laughs> okay, so it's the scoot, the dosey do, the weave, and the grapevine. Every guy's He's doing dancing. it. He's like, maybe if I do it. So it's so the question is, what type of what type? Uh, they're basic moves in what style of dance? It's like country line dance. Yes. Yes. Look at there. Look at there. Look at there. Look at there. Brooklyn. What do they do before the game starts to determine who kicks first? Flip a coin. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm impressed. She's paying attention. That's what happens when there's cute football players. She starts paying attention. The Charleston. You are so right. What? <laughs> I, ain't pay, like, I ain't paying attention next season, though. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I am. right right the charleston was named after what the city yes (laughs) correct (laughs) serious right now you've got to be kidding me right now you've got to be kidding me that is hilarious what's the score look like right now it's five to six but you're on your sixth question oh okay okay what is roughing the kicker? Roughing the kicker. 
<laughs> Roughing the kicker. I assume this happens when he kicks the ball to get that extra point. Uh, I mean, it could just be that the they smack him on the back of the head while he's sitting on the bench. I mean, no. you have to pick. Okay, roughing the kicker would be your... <laughs> I thought he was, like, giving me, like, I did, too. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, when you kick the ball. <laughs> uh, roughing the kicker would be when... Uh, someone passes something first. No. Comes at them too abruptly. Yeah, but um, you don't get that because you had a, you already had a guess. You don't guess until like you get it right. Like coming over, like onto them too quickly. No. Yes, because everyone's behind the kicker and you then they all You can still run. come at somebody and not rough them. Whatever, you just want me to lose. <laughs> Rico, would yes. that have been an appropriate answer? They're coming at somebody. I mean, they're coming at the kicker. Doesn't matter. They yeah. didn't rough them. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, they're... Their job is to come at the kicker, right? So, because if if it's a punting situation, right, they're going they're trying to like block the punt. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're passing something, but one they have to have contact, physical contact right, with the but kicker. In order for it to be roughing the yeah. kicker, they you have, have to, to have they have to yeah. touch them. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of where I was getting at, but give Rico harder questions. Wait, here's what's happening. <laughs> She's starting to lose, and the little competitive demon is coming out here. <laughs> she does not like to lose. Just I'm so neither. you know, a friend of hers was over here last night. She had mm. never played this show yeah. on PlayStation. It's a baseball game. <laughs> I'm over there struggling, and I play <laughs> I play PlayStation all the time. But on the new 23, I could not hit to save my life. Yeah. Okay, so it was like I'm like on the 13th strikeout. I mean, it, I'm just he's kicking my butt. I have like five minutes before I have to. Okay, leave. so she. Gets on there and he's trying to like teach her how to play. Mm -hmm. She knocks two home runs out of the park. Her first two hits, like yeah. ever, ever, ever playing it. And I'm like, really? And so she's so competitive. So the fact that she's like, you're not, you're giving Rico the easy question. <laughs> he has a daughter that dance dances. You, you dance cheer on the side of the team. team. Thank you. Rico. I've only been involved in football for four months of my life. Well, that was a whole season. And let the trash talk begin. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, That's a whole season. That was a whole season. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a whole season. I mean, season. you watched every game. No, I had a megaphone on my head for half of it. <laughs> that, that is true. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Rico, question number nine. It's six to oh, five. Oh, no. What? I'm going to lose. I might bring Maybe I might not. have a comeback. You're going to be Maybe mad not. at me. Maybe not. Don't be mad. I'm not going to be mad. In dance, who's responsible for designing and creating the dance movements? The choreographer. Yeah. Dude, that's so easy. <laughs> okay, Brooklyn. Who won the Super Bowl this year? <laughs> I didn't watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, you did. No, I didn't. Who played? The Eagles and the Tigers. <laughs> The, the, the Bengals, the Bengals, the Bengals. Who's first Joey Burrow? All, Jerry first, Burrow won. First of all, Jer it's the Bengals, not the Bengals. The Bengals. <laughs> the Bengals. <laughs> that was, that was walk like an group. Egyptian in that the 90s. Group, right? <laughs> walk like it was, it was Joey Burrow because I remember he was very happy. So it was the Bengals. Rico, who won the Super Bowl this year? Kansas City Chiefs. And who is the quarterback? Patrick Mahomes. Eh. You're thinking of last year. Where whatever, it was, it was whatever. Chiefs. Ask him so his question. In, in in your defense, the uh, the bing, I think the Bengals, Bengals, the Bengals played the Chiefs in the, in the AFC Championship. So you they were did. one game. So yes, they did. So you they were one did. game off. And you that should was, give me credit. Off. That was you should give me credit because I didn't. I wasn't home for the Super Bowl. Where were you? I don't remember, but I was not here because I remember I came in and I was like, "Did I miss it?" And you were like, yeah. And remember, I was like, oh, man, I really wanted to watch it. So I did not watch the Super Bowl. In my defense, that's not my fault. You should still give me the point. What is a movement okay. <laughs> in which the dancer bends the knees and straightens them again, usually with the feet turned out and heels firmly on the ground? Plie. Oh, man. You well, don't have a chance to win. Super Bowl? You didn't even have a chance to win if I gave you the last one. <sighs> 
When a kicker kicks the ball through the uprights and over the crossbar, what is it called? Uh, 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 I know it's worth three points, and it is called a uh, uh, kick through the yellow Y. (laughs) (laughs) I know what it is. It's um, you're gonna say it, and I'm just gonna be pissed off. FG. Field goal. Oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. I knew that. I know. And so like I don't I don't even know. You knew most of these answers. You just <sighs> All right. Okay, so Rico is the winner of our trivia. Yay. Thank you, thank you, thank and you. And I am not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rico, thank you so much for coming on and putting up with our antics. No, this was fun. Um, and fun. moderating yeah. a little bit. You're like, I'm not saying nothing between the domestic dispute that's occurring in hey, front of me. Look, I have a lot of sisters and, you know, um, I have a daughter and a wife at home. So you get it. Time, yeah, you get, get it. it. You get it. Sometimes you just got to step back and let it happen. Well, we want to thank you not only for coming on the show, but just thank you for your friendship and your mm-hmm. guidance role model uh, to me and Brooklyn both. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to have you and your family in our lives. So we are grateful and thankful for you. Yes. I'm so, uh, so thankful for you guys too. It's, uh, it's fun. Thank you for having me. And I enjoyed myself and uh, hopefully you invite me back. We will have you of back course. for sure. Yes, for yes, sure. Definitely. I'll be a little bit more prepared and everybody's nervous the first time. Yeah, they don't know what you know, to expect. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, it's like, it is different. It's cool, but it's like, okay, I don't want to mess this up. Like, you ain't gonna mess nothing. I got a cough. <clears> they <throat> my throat. Wait a minute. <laughs> Thankfully, there's a great editing program that I've had to learn. My friend, I thought I'll never learn this. And I had a friend of mine help me like learn Mm -hmm. everything. And then once he taught me how to do it, I was like, ah, this is a breeze. But every now and then I get hung up. Like Mm -hmm. I just can't like get my finger fast (laughs) enough or like we didn't give a long enough break. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode. We're so lucky to have Rico here on, um, on this today. We're so lucky to have Rico on this today. <laughs> this podcast? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode. We're really happy that Rico could come in for a uh, guest host on this podcast episode. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms on Instagram and Twitter at underscore girls are players too. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Just-